This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm so excited to bring you guys a guest today in a topic that you may want to listen in on. I'm telling you, After certifying and training over 350 women to become certified directors of operations, one of the disciplines that we talk about and people are curious and interested in is financials. It is a critical piece to becoming a holistic operator inside of a business. And at the same time, I want to be honest, it's one of those areas where we, we being operators tend to want to shy away from, especially if you don't have all these great designations like being an accountant. And that is not required to become savvy in financials and to also use that skill in helping the businesses that you're supporting from an operational and an executive operational capacity. So as an operator, you are going to want to partner with people who have those skills and credentials like a CPA. We talk about CPAs, bookkeepers, and tax accountants. And that can be one person, that can be three people, really depends on the businesses that you're working with. But those are your secret weapons, right? You as an operator are not going to need to be responsible for knowing percentages, for running the reports, et cetera. We are going to rely on our financial counterparts to do that with us. And so today we have Suzanne Mariga, who is going to be here talking to you guys about an area that you probably have heard about, and that is Profit First. And I'm excited to share her with our audience. She's got an amazing book and an incredible podcast. Before we introduce her, let me read her bio for you just to pull you in here and keep you interested so that you know a lot more about Suzanne. Suzanne is a CPA, a certified tax coach, and a chartered global management accountant with over two decades of experience helping clients achieve their financial goals through business and personal tax planning. Before founding her own firm, Suzanne worked with Arthur Anderson, as well as one of the big four firms, KPMG. Combining her industry knowledge with her own experience of growing a small business has allowed Suzanne to help her clients design unique, profit-first based business plans that ensure success and long-term financial stability. As a certified profit-first professional at the mastery level, she's passionate about helping small business owners and entrepreneurs maximize their revenue and grow their business. She is the host of the Profit Talk podcast, which I definitely want you guys to head on over to when we are done with this. It's a great, impactful podcast that I listen to as well. This is where she discusses business tips and strategies. She's the author of the book, Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises. You want to connect with her at SuzanneMariga.com. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk Profit First today. Yes, Profit First is... Man, I know we all, at least those people who who have been exposed to Profit First 
are, I've been massively impacted. I remember when we were driving back from a family trip in Colorado and my husband was like, what is the book that you are not putting down? And that was, I don't know why, but that was the book that I read all the way from the mountains. Well, at least half the way, it was a very quick read that should enlighten some people who are like, Ooh, reading a financial book sounds like misery. It was actually very fast. And the great thing about Profit First is it, to me, it took away the stuffiness and the difficulty in understanding what financials needed to look like inside of my business. And as we dive into this conversation, financials has to be a big part of you. If you're growing your business as a service provider, you need to listen to this conversation as much as your clients need to listen to or need to have a great financial plan. But I want to focus our conversation today, Suzanne, on helping those listeners here who have service-based businesses, who are growing their own businesses, are their own CEO, and still are working inside of other people's businesses. But the important thing is I see this in our community. We tend to let our own financials just kind of go because we're so dedicated to serving in the clients' businesses that we support. And I want to take this time for our listeners to really dive into them, not looking at the businesses that they're supporting, but actually into their business because they're here to make a profit just as much as our goal inside of the businesses that we support is to increase that profit margin. So let's start by talking about them today. Absolutely. And I I love how you said it, Natalie, that when you read Profit First, it just made managing finances easy, right? And and I think that's the reason why a lot of business owners don't tackle finances, right? They see these balance sheets, they see these income statements, they see it as data entry and all these hundreds of credit card charges. And they're like, I feel overwhelmed. I can't even begin. And that's why I like Profit First so much. It's based upon something called Parkinson's Law. And what Parkinson's Law tells us is that as human beings, we're efficient. The more you give us of something, the more we're going to use of it. You know, you give me a big plate of food, I'm going to clean my plate because that's what my mother told me. And if you give me a small plate of food, I'm going to eat a lot less. I'm still going to clean my plate, but I'm going to eat a lot less. And that's the way it is with business. You know, when there's a lot of cash, it's all in one bank account. You know, suddenly I have enough money to invest in new computers. Suddenly I have enough money to take a training over in Bora Bora. And so I'm making different decisions based upon how much money I have in a bank account. And Profit First, what it does, it's a cash management system. We we literally create a multiple amounts of bank accounts based upon their purpose. You know, we have a bank account for profit, right? Because profit needs to be intentional. It's not something that's random that just happens. We create a bank account for taxes because when we're going to be profitable, we're going to have taxes. We're going to create a bank account for owner's pay because you are your MVP, your most valued player. Mm-hmm. It's not Timmy, Susie, it's you. And so we need to make sure you're paid adequately. And then what Whatever's left over is operating expenses. That's our OPEX account. And so that's the money that we're going to have to make decisions on. Can I buy a new computer? Should I invest in an office space? Should I do this marketing? And so by limiting those resources and creating that budget physically, it allows us to create that intentional profitability. And we have used this system inside of our business for probably the last four years. And, and I remember when we first started using this, you know, it, it was a small adjustment. And the adjustment was very comforting, I will say. You know, when I say adjustment, you probably had that feeling of like, oh, what happened? It was delightful. It was pleasant because of the boundaries 
that I had gifted myself. So these different accounts became boundaries for me. And we've learned a lot. We've had to do a lot of adapting as we have grown and as we have scaled the business, the percentages of what we allocate to each of these areas changes and is something that we have to be intentional with. And I will also say that as a result of this, two big wins, if this can encourage a listener today, I will happily be transparent in telling you that the rewards of using a system like this and using Profit First in our business, two big, huge wins for me. First of all, I didn't have any fairy tale college funding coming through. So, you know, my mother was a single parent and I went on to get way too many degrees. And I walked away with $180,000 in college debt. I don't know why my husband married me with all that debt, (laughs) but he did. And so I care. I mean, that's a ton of money. And so I was well into my forties when I finally paid all of that off. And I attribute the last large payments that I was able to do, you know, instead of doing these monthly and they weren't small monthly, but that had been happening guys for over 20 years. And those payments came in regardless of what job I had, how much I was earning, et cetera. And so when I did dive into entrepreneurship and own my own business, and then finding a system like this, where I could manage the profit of this business, it allowed me to make a huge, and I'm no longer paying off my student debt. And that was huge. It was a huge win for our family because it had been hanging over our heads for years. Literally, my husband and I have been together since we were 18. So the entire time he's known me, I've had this huge debt that we never thought that we would get out of. And so not only did entrepreneurship help kind of cure that and give us a front seat to being able to pay that off, Profit First gave us the mechanism to be able to save the container to save to where those funds weren't getting muddied. And, you know, with the profit of our, of my, you know, of my salary, we were able to pay that off. And then the second thing that has been huge for Profit First for us is really reallocating and and reinvesting that money back into labor so that we could grow our team. I love that. I love that. And and Profit First, Natalie, just like you said, it has changed so many people's lives. You know, I've seen people that have literally started the program and maybe had $2,000 in profit because, you know, they were running their business the way that we teach them to in general accepted accounting practices, right? Revenue minus expenses equals profit. And so these business owners, they focus on sales. They sell, sell, sell. They learn from great people how to sell. And then they're responsible. They pay their expenses. They don't want to incur debt. And then they think that, you know, profit, if I do the right thing, it's naturally going to be the byproduct. And the SBA tells you that 80% of small businesses will close in five years. And so what that means is that generally accepted accounting principle that revenue minus expenses doesn't work. And so not until you make profit intentional in the way that you have, meaning that it's revenue minus profit equals expenses, will you get to have the results that you really want? And as service-based business owners, I think that what I have seen in our own community, and honestly, I'm, I'm going to tell myself too, because at the beginning of my own journey, I have to say, I, I've grown up in corporate. I spent 15 years in corporate, so I had a lot of access and I was in you know, the operations world. So I had a lot of access to our CFO and financial practices and whatnot. But when you start doing it for yourself, and a lot of our community is guilty of this, but we, we rely on bank balance accounting, which is horrible. It's it's very similar to what you're talking about, but it's like, okay, I open up my bank and my bank says, I've got $6,000. 
but you don't know where that $6,000 needs to go. You don't know what's coming in. You're just, it's like a hope and a prayer that you're going to be in, you know, the green at the end of the month. And so as a small business, as a tiny business, as a solopreneur owning a service-based business, I want to encourage you to take away from this podcast the importance of having a financial strategy for your own business. Understanding that all of these four buckets that Profit First talks about, extremely important for any size of business, for any amount of profit that may be coming in, for any business model that is out there. It's so important to me. And I want you, I want to encourage you to apply this to your business first because you're going to learn so much this is what happened for me. I learned so much about the finances inside of my own business that it empowered me to have stronger, better guided conversations with the clients that I support as well. Oh, definitely, definitely. It definitely will do that. Natalie, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go into some of the physics of Profit First for those sure. that are, are wanting it. to apply that with that. So we originally talked about setting up the bank accounts, right? Because that's really where we're creating that illusion of scarcity, right? Within that operating expense account, which Mike Michalowicz likes to call the OPEX account. And so what happens is you have all your collections that come into this one account, which I call the income account or revenue account. And then twice a month on the 10th and 25th, you're going to allocate to the other accounts based upon their designated purpose. We talked about the tax account funding that, right? So we're not wondering how we're going to pay last year's taxes with this year's money. We're going to pay that along the way by just putting in a bank account and use some really great tax strategies so we don't have to use it all. We're going to fund our owner's pay account based upon a percentage. And we're going to fund the tax, after we fund the tax account, the profit account. And then whatever's left, it's going to be an operating expense. So twice a month on the 10th and 25th, you're going to fund those accounts so that you'll be able to have that money. And there's how that process is going to work for you. So good. And and don't forget the tax piece. When you said that, I got some flashbacks to not only my experience in my first couple of years of running my own business, you know, I didn't have a big margin. I wasn't making a whole lot. You know what I told myself? And I'm sure this is not the first time you've heard this. <laughs> oh, I didn't make that much. So I won't have to pay that much. It doesn't matter because you're still going to have to pay something, right? As a business owner in the United States, it's very, very likely that you're going to owe something and nothing hurts worse than borrowing from this year's profit to pay for last year's success. It just continues the cycle. It just continues the cycle. It continues to go on. And so I did that for about two years in my own business. I'm telling all my bloody secrets this morning, but that's what I did. And it took something like this. It took a structure. Now here inside of our operations community, we love structure. We just, I don't think we apply structure as much to our own businesses because we are so invested and we're servant hearted. So we're always giving of ourselves to these other businesses. But I want you guys to take time today to think about the financial strategies for really looking at profit in your own business because it matters. You're not just here to serve other people. You've got to serve yourself. Actually, you need to serve yourself first so that your mind, your gifts, your skills are easily accessible and you can tap on those to serve the people that you choose to serve. But start with you. Make sure that you have the financial strategies in place to protect yourself, 
to do things like to pay taxes. I mean, that's going to be a huge piece. And as you continue to grow, especially for those of you guys who are stepping into becoming a director of operations, your income is going to increase. The amount of money that you're pulling in is going to increase, which means hopefully you've got greater profit margins and you're still going to have to pay taxes, guys. It doesn't matter how much you make. Taxes are going to be a necessary evil. that you're going to need to pay attention to. So don't ignore it. And a system like Profit First is so valuable. I wanted to make sure that as we were having this conversation, that we were looking at the service provider and making it known to you that this is primary before you start serving your clients. Oh yeah, definitely. And, you know, as they get more advanced, because, you know, I always tell people start out small, you know, the, the best habits that you're going to obtain are going to be slow changes over time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, when, when you're told to go on a diet, nobody says, don't go on a no food diet because you're not going to live very long if you go on a no food diet. But instead they'll say, you know, let's start with small changes. Let's start with maybe some less carbs, this maybe a little bit less meat, maybe some lean meat. And let's focus on filling that plate with greens, right? And that's the same way with Profit First. You know, if you've had the worst year of your life in 2020, 2021, start with 1%, start with that 1% profit and then build it from there. Just every quarter, just start to raise it up. You know, don't jump in and go, I need to be at my target allocation percentages. Start small, make those small changes, you know, in order to be successful. The other thing I would suggest to you is, you know, I I love how Natalie talks about taxes. You know, there it's the other side of success, right? Um, It's not your accountant's fault. It's just part of the, really just- That's great. (laughs) You're right. Um, As a tax accountant. But, you know, there are things that you can do, right? There are some things to do. One of the things that we like to challenge our clients is, you know, how do we decrease taxes without increasing expenses? And so what we'll do is we'll look at their strategy. What are the things that are most important to them right now? And a lot of times if they're scaling entrepreneurs, if they have employees, one of the goals is longevity because the longer people are with us, the better they get at their job. You know, they repeat it over and over again. They start to be innovative and they find ways of getting more efficient. And so we want to keep them in their jobs longer, especially if they're A players. And so what we'll say is, okay, how do we work with wanting to keep people longer, but at the same time getting a tax deduction? And so one of the things we'll play with is like, when we want the ways that we could do this is through a retirement vehicle. Maybe we can do a 401k, but not just an easy safe harbor 401k. Let's reward people that have been with us a long time. Let's reward longevity. Let's create a vesting program. Maybe you need to be with me for six years before you fully vest. Now, in the meantime, I'm going to get a tax deduction because I'm contributing to the trust, right? But if you leave me and, and you go to the shining lights of my competitor, then you forfeit the contributions that you're not vested in. So I've still got the deduction, but the money stayed in my trust, which happens to go to me if I'm the last person standing in the company. So how do I create tax deductions without necessarily increasing expenses might be something that I would suggest. I love this. This is quite nerdy. And so it's just the foundations, right? Like we teach operations, one of the biggest disciplines that has to be a part of the operations of any business, whether it's your clients or your own. Financials is one of those. And these tips are really valuable, Suzanne. If someone is interested in learning more about Profit First and you, where would you advise them to go? So we have an amazing book, Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises. You can get that anywhere, um, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, wherever they sell books. If they don't have it, they'll order it for you. And even if you're not a minority, it's got, you know, Profit First applies to everybody. Tax section is great. So definitely check that out. And 
And then the other way is, you know, we do teach Profit First. We do have a free class. It's the Profit First Masterclass with Suzanne Morega. I always say check out with Suzanne Morega. There's a lot of bootlegs out there, but definitely mm-hmm. check out Profit First with Suzanne Morega. And you can find that on Facebook. Yes. I know that our community is a big fan of you. We've got a, a few of our certified DOOs who recommend you in our group quite often. So I appreciate the work that you're doing and how you're helping us to educate, especially with the focus on minorities. Very important to me and to our mission here at the Ops Authority. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Natalie, for having me. Awesome. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.